Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by No One. Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix. Oh my, oh my, is that just wonderful. Oh my God. What did you do? What did you do? You did Oh my God. Oh my God, guys, we did it again. Oh my God, yes. P1 here, P1. We just won the race. It's time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that can make the best Hungarian goulash going around. A man that frequents the Budapest red light district more than most people frequent the toilet. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your main squeeze, Cordy, a.k.a. Cordosaurus Rex, just chilling, waiting for the meteorite that is F1 News to come crashing down so I can share it with you all today. Oh, sir, 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 just mind your step. You're about to walk into my Ferme, and if you wouldn't mind picking it up and parking it on up in there as it is, the parking in my Ferme show, the best comedy F1 show going around, ask ask anyone, ask away. And if they say another show, they are stupid and they are lying straight to your face. We talk all the news, opinion, discussion, results, previews, reviews, love triangles, goulash, race penalties, and more. Anything that happened in the Formula One world that I can be bothered looking at, well, I will talk about it. 
It's true. And it is episode number 59. What a huge show we have for you today. All previous 58 episodes are on the number one website that doesn't contain exposed nipples yet. Park it in my firmate.com or better yet, look down at that listening device of yours. Oh my. You see that subscribe button? Ooh. You see that see that follow button? Mmm, I'm getting all hot and bothered under the collar. Please, I, I just beg you. Oh yeah. G- give it a little caress with, with just the tip of your finger. That way you can hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds. Two times a week, and who doesn't want to get their eardrums penetrated by the cultopotamus twice a week? Socials? So, you bet your sweet ass we have some socials. That park it in my firme on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Going so long on this one, the intro music has stopped. And what a monster, colossus, gigantic, humongous show we have for you today. Oh, yes, indeedy. We'll be talking about that fucking crash. It's still going as Red Bull challenged a decision by the stewards and the FIA of the Hamilton Verstappen crash. I praised Sir Lewis Hamilton nonstop last week. But did I forgot to mention that there is one driver better than he is? And it's probably Pastor Maldonado? Or is it? Lewis loves humans and charity. And the top five things that will happen in the Hungarian Grand Prix, as well as your stat of the week and more. So so just grab a scotch off the tippity-top shelf. A scotch old enough to order its own scotch. Light up a cigar. Change into something a little more comfortable. Or sit there completely nude, letting it all swing low as God intended. Relax and enjoy the show. Stroll crosses the line and he does go pole. 147.7. Lance Stroll is on pole for the first time in his career. Said P1. P1. Yes, boys! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> yes! Brad, I want to hear you say it, mate. That's pole position. I want to hear you say it! <laughs> That's pole position, Lance. Pole position. Let's go! <laughs> it's the damn story that won't go away. It's like a fucking cockroach. And because I actually think the Hungarian Grand Prix might be a bit shit house, please, oh, please make it rain. Please, for the love of God. Because otherwise, we might be start talking about it for another three or four weeks until something big happens in the sport again. There was a crash at Silverstone. Did you hear about that at the British Grand Prix? Cops Corner. You know about that? Yeah, apparently it was kind of big. So to recap, on the opening lap of the British Grand Prix a couple of weekends ago, Max Verstappen, who who was leading in the race and defending furiously from the red-hot Mercedes driven by Sir Lewis Hamilton, the crowd was going wild too, and it, it led to a fairly nasty crash. Take a listen to the action. Hamilton's going to try again, this time on the inside, a continent touch! Verstappen is out of the race and that's a big crash into Cops! The safety car, safety car, keep the Delta positive. Let's know what you need. Just turned in on me. Is Max okay? No, he's out of the car. 
And in the immediate aftermath, sassy Michael Massey received three radio messages made public. Two from Red Bull and one from Toto Wolf at Mercedes, all pleading their case as to why Hamilton should or should not have received a penalty, even though Massey isn't in charge of handing out penalties. In fact, Toto went as far as to email him, probably send a few dick pics as well, and try and get Massey to check his emails during the red flag session due to the crash to explain why there should be no penalty. He then went to the steward's room to plead his case. Take a listen to all of that unfold. Michael, have you got a minute? Hello. Yeah, Michael, look, that corner, he was never anywhere near alongside. Every driver that's driven at this circuit knows you do not stick a wheel up the inside of cops. You know, that's an enormous accident. And it was 100% Max's corner. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, full blame lays on Hamilton, who should never have been in that position. So, uh, you know, you could have had a massive, you know, accident. Thank God he's walked away unscathed. So. I hope you're going to deal with it appropriately. Understood, Christian. That's why it's just gone up now that things have calmed down for a second as under investigation by the stewards. I've had a chance to look at that footage. Lewis was significantly alongside on the inside of turn nine. Go ahead, Jonathan. I've watched this replay several times now, Michael, and I'm feeling really cross about it. I understand, corner, Jonathan, which is why the stewards are obviously yeah. investigating it uh, at the moment. But that, that corner there, Michael, that's not a place to take a wheel up the inside of a car. No, I completely understand your perspective, Jonathan, which is why the stewards are investigating it, and that's why they are there. Thank you. Thank you. Michael, this is Toto. Go ahead, Toto. Uh, Michael, I just sent you an email um, with the diagrams where the car should be. Did you receive that? Uh, Toto, I don't... Uh, access my emails during a race deliberately because I concentrate on the race. Uh, yeah, then you should maybe look at this because there is something with the rules coming up. Toto, go, feel free to go upstairs and see the stewards directly. Lewis Hamilton was given a 10 second penalty for his actions, which he served. He went on to win the race. Remarkable fashion, this is how it went down. Hamilton has picked up the reins since the restart. He's chased down the prancing horse. He chases the checkered flag. He wins the British Grand Prix for an eighth time here at Silverstone. And Hamilton is back in the championship hunt. Don't you forget it. Charles Leclerc comes home to take second place. Valtteri Bottas, a podium for him. Third place with his tyres struggling at the end. For Max Verstappen, we really hope that he is okay after being taken to hospital for precautionary checks. We'll see how he comes back from this day. Hamilton, British sporting superstar, born in England on this Sunday. England did bring it home and it was on penalties. What a win. Well, he celebrated while Max was in hospital and Helmut Marco, the head of Red Bull, wanted Lewis Hamilton dead while Toto Wolff wants Lewis double-knighted because he was that damn good. And you are now all caught up to where we were last episode. Didn't take long. We got there quickly. Okay. But so much has happened since then. It hasn't been all easy breezy at all. No, 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 no. Red Bull still furious with what had happened have requested a review of the incident. Christian Horner said, It is no secret that we felt at the time, how we felt at the time, and still feel now, that Hamilton was given a light penalty for this type of incident. Given the severity of the incident, 
and the lenient penalty, we are reviewing all data and have the right to request a review. I mean, I guess, yeah, as special circumstances, you should have the, you've got the right to review it. You've got the right to review it, and that's what he's done. James Allison from Mercedes said, although Mercedes has not called for a review of the penalty, Chief Technical Officer James Allison presented his team's belief that no penalty should have been given in a YouTube video last week. We were concerned after the incident and prior to the restart to make sure that the stewards had read and were following the FIA's internal guidelines to stewards on the rights and wrongs of overtaking. Because as far as we're concerned, the manoeuvre that Lewis did was absolutely in line with the FIA's overtaking guide. If you are on the inside of the corner, overtaking on the inside of the corner, then the guidance requires that you are substantially alongside it's not required that you are ahead. It requires that you are substantially alongside as you arrive at the corner. Lewis definitely was substantially alongside. He had his front axle well beyond the midpoint of Verstappen's car. Also, you must be able to make the corner. By making the corner, it means go around the corner and not leave the track or lose control of the car. Those are the things you need to satisfy. If you can go around the corner, if you are substantially alongside the other car, then the corner is yours. You do not have to cede your position. You do not have to back off, and the other car has the duty to avoid hitting you. I did feel that it was harsh to get a penalty, Allison said. I realize not everyone agrees with that, but I still believe that to be the case. So, would you look at that? Mercedes doubling down, saying, nah, nothing nothing was wrong here. Lewis, Lewis was right. No penalty should have been given. He's a hero, this man. He's an absolute hero. Christian Horner and Red Bull say, well, hold on. He's not a hero. He's a piece of shit. He took out our boy Maxi Bond. And we need Maxi Bond to do well. We want to win. Well, Red Bull had a filming day session down at Silverstone. They got Alex Albon to run a few... Uh, laps in the Red Bull there and they were getting him to go on the same track line that Hamilton did to show that it wasn't the proper line to take in that corner that Hamilton was out of place and that what Hamilton was doing was dangerous and could have easily have been avoided Verstappen thoughts on why Hamilton should have received a bigger penalty well this is what he had to say he said I fought hard I defended hard but not aggressive because that would have been aggressive. I could have pushed him or squeezed him into the inside wall. But I did give him the space. And then I just opened up the corner. And when you then commit on the inside like he did and not back out. Expecting he can do the same speed on that angle. And I had to go on the outside. You're going to, of course, crash into me. I'm on the outside. I'm opening up the corner and not expecting him to commit. And he was understeering, or he understeered into the rear of my car. Basically, you can take out your main rival, and especially with the speed you have with our cars, we are miles ahead of the third best team. We are easily 40 to 50 seconds ahead in normal conditions. So a 10 second penalty doesn't do anything. So definitely that penalty should have been way more severe. I don't know how I have a percentage in that fault. 
goes for the move. He commits to the move. Of course, I'm going to make it difficult for him to make the move. But as soon as he commits to the inside and is alongside me, I open up the corner and then I'm going to leave him space. They don't expect me to just completely run off the track and then just keep my position. Probably they would tell you that you cannot run off the track. So from my side, a bit surprised, yeah, that there is a little bit of a percentage of responsibility in there for me. Now, I mean, that's what Verstappen had to say. So the FIA has given their ruling. They didn't put 100% of the blame on Hamilton. They've said that he's already served his penalty, got a penalty, but some of it's going to go to Max. Max, you've got to give him more room. Are you kidding me? Watch that video. Hamilton had plenty of room. He is at fault. I don't even know why this thing keeps getting brought up. Hamilton is at fault. End of discussion. Toto Wolf then had something to say about the whole thing. He said, in addition to bringing this incident to a close, we hope that the decision made will mark the end of the concerned, uh, concerted attempts by the senior management of Red Bull Racing to tarnish the good name and sporting integrity of Lewis Hamilton, including in the documents submitted for their unsuccessful right of review. We now look forward to going racing this weekend and to continuing our hard-fought competition for the 2021 FIA Formula One World Championship. You hear that? Toto doesn't want Lewis's name being dragged through the mud. He doesn't want Lewis's name being tarnished by Red Bull. Tarnished the good sporting integrity of Lewis. Well, here's what Lewis had to say. Let's hear from the man himself. In terms of the move, I would do the move exactly the way I've probably done it, and I did it last time, he explained. In terms of how I reviewed it and analysed it, from all my experience, and my experience obviously over the years speaks for that a lot. I wouldn't change it. Okay, so for the man that caused the crash, took out his rival, got himself a nice right back in the championship hunt. We don't want his name tarnished, but he said he would do it again. He said, I'm Lewis Hamilton. I caused the crash. You're out of the race. I took a 10-second penalty. I would do it again. Look, it is stupid. There is no consistency in Formula 1 when it comes to the these penalties. This is why Lewis will do it again. He'll do it again and again and again. Max used to do it over and over when he was younger. These things happen all the time. In Austria... Kimi took out Vettel on the last lap. Both drivers received a 20-second penalty. Yeah? 20 seconds. Hamilton takes out Verstappen on the opening lap at the front of the grid that will affect the championship, and it's a 10-second penalty for Hamilton. Where is the consistency? If 10 seconds is all you get for taking someone out of the race, why don't more drivers do it? Gunter Steiner from Haas agrees with me. He said... He doesn't care what the stewards decide as long as they're consistent. If taking out a competitor results in a 10 second time penalty, it only costs 190 seconds to take them all out. And with no one else left on the track, who fucking cares? Spot on. Spot on. Why not? Apparently there's nothing to it. Just take him out. Just take everyone out. Nikita Mazepin will be the 2021 world champion because of this tactic. Watch him win hungry. And now, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stat time. Yeah. 
So much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. And here is a short, sharp, and shiny one for you today. Since 1992. Yeah, 1992. 29 years ago. Either Michael Schumacher or Sir Lewis Hamilton have won a race in every year. 92 to 2021, either Michael Schumacher or Lewis Hamilton have won a race in every year. How's that? Four. Your stat of the week. Bada bada bee. Bada bada boo. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. It really was. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Context is something we need to consider in sports and in Formula One, or in life in general. Like, what I like to do is think of serving sizes and the sweeping statements that come along with them. Chocolate is okay for you. If you only have one small tiny piece every now and then, Water is bad for you if you drink 10 litres in one sitting. And opinions are another thing as well. Jessica Albert is the hottest girl on the planet. That's my opinion. Michael Jordan is the greatest player to ever play basketball. That's my opinion. Surfing is a stupid fucking sport. It's literally the ocean throwing you back onto land and it shouldn't be at the Olympics. That's my opinion. So using context and opinions, I need to clarify a few things that I stated in the last episode. How many absolutes did I give you about Sir Lewis Hamilton being the greatest of all time? A lot, I did. But what I gave was my opinion, surrounded by evidence to support my argument. Oh, the amount of people that came to me. Michael Schumacher is way better. It was a different era. The cars are different. The teams are different. The track is different. The other drivers were better. Blah, 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 blah. Look, they're all correct statements. Let's look at each argument. The cars are different. But when we say someone is the greatest of all time in Formula One, this sport is very unique. We are giving praise to the car as well as the driver. We are saying that the car is part of the reason for their success. The teams are different. Well, you can only race against who is on the track. What was Michael and Lewis supposed to do? Just wait until the other teams have their shit together so they can compete? The, the, the tracks were different? Well, of course they were. But the drivers they drive against are on those exact same tracks as them. But the first thing that was said was it was a different era. And that made me think. If Hamilton was in another era, would he be as dominant as he is today? If he were placed in the best car on the grid in another era, would he still dominate? If Hamilton and Michael swapped the Ferrari and Mercedes cars and drove in the different eras, would they still be considered the greatest of all time? But what really made me think was I was thinking about another driver. One that might be better than both of those drivers. A driver whose name is often 
thrown out there as the greatest of all time. And I'm not talking about Hans Heyer. The first and only ever driver in the Parking In My Ferme Hall of Fame. If you don't know about Hans Heyer, go back and listen to one of the old episodes where I induct him. Oh, remarkable driver. His name is Ayrton Senna, because I'm thinking about it. Now, how does his resume stack up against Hamilton's? How does this driving compare against Hamilton in the debate for the greatest of all time? Now, we all know Senna's life was tragically taken after just 161 Grand Prix. Lewis has more races, race wins, podiums, poles, and so on and so forth. But is it only because Lewis Hamilton has raced in more races? Let's look at comparing the drivers after only 161 Grand Prix each to see how they fare. Lewis Hamilton, after 161 races, had 40 wins, 49 pole positions, 81 podiums, 24 fastest laps, and two championships. That is incredible. That's an incredible career, even if you ignore everything he had done after the first 161 races. But how does that compare to Ayrton Senna? Well, Senna had 41 wins. That's more than Hamilton's 40. Senna had 65 pole positions. That's more than Hamilton's 49. He had 80 podiums. That's only one less than Hamilton. Hamilton had more fastest laps. Yes, Senna only had 19 to Hamilton's 24. But Senna had won three championships to Lewis Hamilton's two. So Senna wins three of the five categories there. And the main ones being race wins and championships. In Senna's last win, he beat out Alan Prost, Michael Schumacher, Mika Hakkinen, and Damon Hill by nine seconds. In Hamilton's last win, he forced Max off the track and passed his teammates when orders were given to his teammate to let Lewis pass. Oh, and he overtook Charles Leclerc, whose engine was cutting out on him. These two both dated some major hotties. One was a playboy style of driver that we were seeing depicted in the 70s and 80s. The other was a vegan musician activist that's trying to save the planet. One had one of the greatest Formula One and sporting rivalries with Alan Prost. The other has a teammate called Valtteri Bottas who will sit back and let Lewis win race after race. So maybe, maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe Lewis isn't the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Because if the 1st of May 1994 went a little bit differently, we might not even be having this conversation. So the next time we are discussing the greatest of all time, we need that context. We might not be able to just go off of a stat sheet. Who has the most wins, races, polls, podiums? It might be a little more complex than that. So Lewis Hamilton might still be the greatest driver of all time. But the gap between first and second, or second and third, is not that great anymore. And now, the news. News, 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 news. Cody, 
Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi. Formula One news. It's the pimp news. Pimp news. Didn't steal this. It's definitely the pimp news. Pimp news. Pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi. Formula One news. Pimp news. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Pimp news. Hey, whistle man. Whistle man. Come on in and just do your thing. Yeah, that's the stuff. Dodo Wolf has come out and said that teams will need a magic wand to get a car ready for next year if they are still focusing on 2021. He said, you need to look also in 2022 because unless you have some kind of magic wand, you will be at a deficit next year. So I believe that most of the teams have stopped development for 2021, but if they continue to push for 2021, that certainly is going to give them an advantage this year. Now, again, is he doing that thing where he's absolutely talking out of his fucking ass? I don't know. Is he saying that because he doesn't want Red Bull to continue working on the car, giving Mercedes a chance to get right back in it? Probably. Is this just another one of those Mercedes tactics? And do I continue to ask questions that I already know the answer to? Yes. Yes, I do. I have to agree, though. I think all teams... Need to stop, really. Like, Red Bull, I think, are still going to push. They're going to have a few upgrades. The only ones, I mean, I really want McLaren to stop because I do believe McLaren are going to have a car good enough in a couple of years to be competing, especially if they get this first year right in 2022. But they're looking so good right now. So he's probably right. What do you guys think? Head over to the socials at Parker by Furby, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and let me know. Slide in to the DMs and I'll be standing back arms wide open ready to catch you so you don't hurt yourselves Lewis condemns Hungary's anti-LGBTQ plus laws this is what he wrote I think it was on his Instagram to all in the beautiful country Hungary ahead of the Grand Prix this weekend I want to share my support for those affected by the government's anti-LGBTQ laws it is unacceptable cowardly and misguiding for those in power to suggest suggest such a law everyone deserves to have the freedom to be themselves no matter who they love or how they identify i urge the people of hungary to vote in the upcoming referendum to protect the rights of the lgbtq community they need our support more than ever please show love for those around you because love will always win sending positivity hashtag lgbtq See, love won't always win. Sometimes all you need, Hamilton, is to just run your rival off the road at Cops Corner. No, low blow, low blow, low blow. I'm getting a gobby from Yuki Tsunoda. That's how low that blow was. Anyway, hey, it's 2021. If you want gay people to get married, they should be allowed to get married. Let them marry whoever they want. It's not going to affect you. No, let the gays, let the lesbians, let the bi's, let the trans, and let the... Q's, do whatever they need to do. I honestly don't know what all the letters stand for. Lesbian, gay, bi, trans, Q. It's not queer. Is it queer? But let them do whatever they want. Hey, there's nothing manlier than just a couple of dudes making out. Huh? Can't get enough man that you need to go kiss more men. Nothing manlier than that. Beto also spoke out against the legislation wearing his nice new kicks with the rainbow flag and colors on them. Everybody's free to do what they want and exactly that, I guess, is the point, Vettel said. So I find it embarrassing 
for a country that is in the European Union having to vote on having some laws that this is a part of their constitution, whatever. I just think we've had so many opportunities to learn in the past. I can't understand why you're struggling to see everybody should be free to do what they like, love who they like, and it's along the lines of live and let live. So it's obviously not for us to make the law. That's not our role. But I think it just expressed the support for obviously those who are affected. Um, one line I don't agree with in there. Was it let them, everybody should be free to do what they like. That, no. No, when it comes to loving each other, yes, yes. But when it comes to sticking your penis in a donkey's rear end, no, I'm not for that. That donkey ain't consenting. Anyway, hey, let them love each other. Come on, hungry, do the right thing. Rest of Europe, sort your shit out. And that's going to do it for the news. Thank you, guys. What do you think? Do you think that was a smooth operator? <laughs> Smooth operator. Smooth operator. I think that was the smoothest operation of my life. <laughs> yeah, man, you sent them. Oh, we've got a race this weekend. I think that uh, free practice will probably be starting very, very shortly. Um, but it's time for... Goldie's top five. Goldie's top five things that'll happen in Hungary over the weekend. Now I know you're all you're all scooting forward. You're all coming around the wireless. You all just want to listen in to Uncle Goldie as he tells you exactly what's gonna happen, so you can get yourselves ready. Head down to the bookies, make yourself a nice mint, retire on an island. Invite me over. We'll play some poker. We'll sip on martinis and we'll just have a good time with some cookers. Number five on the top. Five things that are going to happen this weekend. Coldies. Yeah, Coldies. Five. Yeah, you're a bit slow there, mate. A bit slow. Number five. Here we go. You ready? You ready? Mick Schumacher will finish top 15. Yep. I didn't stutter. That's not a mistake. There are five drivers that will have a worse day out than Mick Schumacher. I'm going to repeat that. Mick Schumacher from Haas will finish in the top top 15. Drivers below him will be the two Williams. It'll be, obviously, uh, Nikita give him a squeeze. And Yuki Tsunoda, I think, is going to struggle as well. But that leaves one more. It'll probably be a DNF. I'll probably bring that up a little bit later on. Number four. Coldies top In five. Coldies top five, number four. Tsunoda gets a penalty for crossing the white lines on the pit entry. Now, it's sort of a very similar setup to Austria. If you remember Austria race two, where Tsunoda got himself two penalties for crossing the white line on the pit entry twice in a race. What's so stupid about that is they raced at the exact same racetrack the weekend before. They didn't move any of the lines and he didn't get any penalties. So they went to the same racetrack, he did it twice. This has got a very similar layout where it's got that sweeping right-hander onto the main straight and that's where you enter the pit lane is on that right-hander. He will cross that line again. It will happen. He will get himself a few penalties. Because he's Yuki Tsunoda and he will not. He probably can't even see out the seat. Give him some booster seats, please. Give him a booster seat so he can see out. This is embarrassing. 
Number three. Cody's top five. Number three in Cody's top five things that will happen at the Hungarian Grand Prix. The weather will tease us like a Destiny's Child music video. I will get so excited because of how wet you tell me it's going to be, only to be drier than my nan's knickers. Again, I'm looking at the forecast. Again, it's telling me it's going to be rain, thunderstorms, 150 degrees. I'm a little bit excited, but we haven't seen it yet. You know, you're teasing me. You're teasing me. It's just, come on. The court upon us a little something-something. If I want my Mick Schumacher prediction to come in, I need it to fucking bucket down big time. Number two on... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 things that are going to happen at the Hungarian GP. Max will not win the race. In fact, I predict, bold statement again, that's what these all are, I know. Max will be trying too hard. He'll try and get his revenge on Hamilton and he'll revert into the Max of three, four years ago. He'll go off the track and get another... D-N-F. Helping my boy Mick Schumacher top 15, baby. Number two. Cody's top five. Here's what I just read out. Number one. Cody's top five. Oh my God. It's, I'm so happy it's the weekend because I'm losing my goddamn mind. So this is number one on Cody's top five. Mercedes engines are back. They will dominate this weekend. There's so many high-speed turns and corners. There's only a couple of hairpins where they're going to slow them right down, but Mercedes is going to dominate, which means that not only will Mercedes dominate, McLaren will dominate as well. Hamilton will get P1. Bottas, I'm thinking P4. Norris, P3. Ricardo P6. That's what I've got to tell you for Cody's Cody's top five. top five things that are going to happen at the Hungarian Grand Prix what do you guys think did I miss out on anything hit me up at the socials at Parking in my Fairbay Twitter, Facebook Instagram well that brings us to the end of episode 59 crazy it's just so crazy we are plotting along quite nicely. Episode 60 will be back next week. We will review everything that happened at the Hungarian Grand Prix. Ola. But you know what's going to happen. You just heard my top five predictions, baby. Go to your go to your sports bookie right now. Make some money. Retire early. Put the kids through college. Come on, listen to Uncle Cody here. Make sure you go to the socials. at Parking in my family, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you've missed any of the episodes, parkinginmyfamily.com to catch up on them there. Make sure you subscribe and follow on the podcast listening device so you never miss out. And of course, as always, my little muffins. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Network. 
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.